0: Well, hello, this is Paul, and I'm with some interesting folks today at Cloud Connect. Mark Jones, the Vice President of Product Innovation at SoftLayer, is with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about big data and cloud computing. Um, Mark, maybe you could introduce yourself and SoftLayer a little bit more than that. Absolutely.
1: This is Mark Jones. I'm the VP of Product Innovation for SoftLayer. What that really means is I've got a very cool job. Um, I have a a team of engineers, architects, um, that focus on R&D and new product development, And we do a lot of uh, research into kind of what's coming next and how we can um, take what's going on in the industry and apply that at SoftLayer. SoftLayer is a cloud infrastructure as a service company. We have 13 data centers around the world. We have uh, 16 additional network POPs, and we maintain our own private network that is international as well. One of the biggest differentiators for SoftLayer is a combination of uh, public cloud and bare metal servers, which gives you more choice when you're designing, developing, and deploying your cloud solutions, and then being able to marry that with our international network. So every data center is interconnected with our private network, which, again, gives a lot of choice on how you design and deploy uh, your architectures on our platform.
0: You know, big data, that's a big trend along with cloud computing. And I hear a lot of people talking about trying to do big data activities within cloud environments. What sort of things is SoftLayer doing to support big data for for your customers?
1: So we've really been focused on performance, Uh, really looking at our entire platform uh, as the performance platform uh, from a cloud computing infrastructure standpoint. And what we've seen is with our customers and with customers that are uh, coming to us from other public cloud virtualized environments is performance is key. Uh, particularly around big data. And um, they're hitting some sort of a ceiling or a wall with the availability of options, whether it uh, is compute itself, actual CPU, uh, storage subsystems, and the I.O. associated with that, or network. So we've really been focused on uh, education around uh, not only our public cloud offering but our bare-metal servers. And with bare-metal servers, um, you have a lot of choice in how you configure those deployments and first of all, there's no hypervisor involved with that um, unless a customer wants it to be there, but most of our customers opt to just deploy uh, a standard OS, whether it's uh, Ubuntu, Debian, CentOS. So you take the hypervisor out of it, and um, which is going to give you pretty much every ounce of performance that you can get out of that server. And then with that, there's a lot of customization that can occur with the bare metal server. So it really, um, I mentioned choice. We're really about choice in customers' designing and deploying solutions that they need for their applications as opposed to having their applications be dictated by what's available to them um, from a product offering standpoint. So with bare metal, uh, customers are able to select uh, specific CPUs depending on how many cores they want or need for their applications. They have more options from a memory standpoint. So you know, starting off with your low-end 8 to 16 gig of memory, but being able to go all the way up to 256 um, gig of memory or even above that. And then, from a disk standpoint, having the options to go from, you know, kind of traditional spinning disk of SATA um, to SAS for a little bit faster performance, and then for the ultimate performance, going SSD, and then being able to have RAID options on top of that. And then, from a network standpoint, being able to choose from one gig, uh, bonded two gig, or even ten gig. So the combination of all of that really gives customers a lot of choice in designing. A server that meets their needs and and ultimately what we're seeing are the customers that hit that wall are coming and designing very high performance compute nodes to power uh, their big data solutions
0: and so once a customer has decided they want a particular big data configuration really high performance and so on how long does it take to, to set it up
1: our standard provisioning times are two hours or less for bare metal servers if it's a if it's a high degree of customization, it may be up to four hours. But our standard delivery times are around two hours or less. And what we've seen is you know traditional public cloud, our public cloud, five minutes or less to get those compute environments spun up um, with the bare metal servers. In particular, in relation to big data, uh, big data environments usually aren't um, critical in having resources spun up in five minutes, right? They're and they're usually not. Hourly based instances. You're usually going to have it for uh, a longer duration. And so um, having those, having two hours or less provisioning times from big data um, has actually been um, kind of eye opening for our customers to be able to get that much customization and that much performance in a server delivered in that amount of time.
0: And it seems like there's a couple camps that I've heard arguing on. Um, bare metal versus virtualized servers. It seems like there's one camp that says, oh, you don't need bare metal anymore. Virtualization should be in everything you have. Um, But then the other camp says, hey, there's some advantages to bare metal. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, You know, I think we actually probably fall into both camps. Um, What we see is um, a hybrid compute environment. So we have a lot of customers that take advantage of our public cloud as well as our our bare metal servers. Um, And putting their that compute to use, again, for what what meets their needs. So they may leverage public cloud for their web tier um, or for their application tier, but have their databases, whether it's traditional RDB messes, whether it's MySQL, uh, Postgres, or uh, the newer NoSQL options, um, Mongo, Cassandra, Hadoop. They tend to put those all on bare metal because those are really high performance, and they want to make sure that not only do they have the scale-out capabilities, um, but that within each each node of that um, deployment, that they're getting optimal performance. So so we definitely see um, a mix and match. And what we've really been talking to our customers about is understanding the the benefits of each options, public cloud um, or bare metal server, and then deploying that aspect of your architecture. Um, to the appropriate compute resource.
0: And it it seems like it's kind of one of these recurring themes in IT where people say, well, is it this or that? Is it bare metal or virtualization? And, you know, there's instead of or, there's and. I like the and approach that, that you guys you know, talk about there. Um, and another one, I guess I've heard is, well, I mean, we're talking about big data, but there's also maybe a multi-tier application where somebody has a relational database and they want that um, r- running in the back end on bare metal. So you you guys uh, su- support hybrid across the same application, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. So um, we um, really look to empower our customers and, and let them decide. And so um, it's really. You know, again, a strong selling point of our platform is our customers get to choose what they, you know, obviously what they're deploying on our platform, but but how and where they deploy it with us. So um, they can deploy web heads in San Jose and in Washington, D.C., but have their, their data stores in Dallas and all communicating on our private network. And so um, choice is key, we think, in scaling out an architecture. And it shouldn't just be um, here's a public cloud and do everything that you want to do with that, um, you know, customers should be uh, should have a say in, in how they do their deployments.
0: And, you know, again, I guess on this question about bare metal and virtualization, I think we were talking a little bit earlier about some benchmarking. What sort of um, things have you learned through benchmarking on bare metal versus virtualization?
1: So in uh, December of last year, we launched a, uh, a big data solution uh, with TenGen uh, for MongoDB. And the goal of the project was to make it easier for customers to design a MongoDB deployment and to make it easier for that deployment to effectively get provisioned and up and running um, as uh, painlessly as possible and as quickly as possible. And so customers are able to design the servers of their choice and to put them in the data centers that they choose. And when they complete that configuration and effectively hit the order button, um, we do all of the provisioning, not only the hardware and the operating system, but now we do MongoDB. We worked with 10Gen. Uh, we tuned you know, a couple of tuning parameters on the OS, as well as um, best practices on the MongoDB setup. And, and, again, that's a deployment that you could have two servers in Dallas and one server in San Jose. Uh, we'll provision all that two hours or less. You have a fully functional replicated MongoDB environment. So as part of that product, when we launched it, we wanted to understand the performance characteristics of MongoDB uh, on bare metal as well as on uh, public virtualized cloud. And what we found is that the overall performance of uh, MongoDB on the, the bare metal servers was, uh, was higher performing and it was much more uh, consistent. And uh, so we tried to, to match like-for-like specs as best as possible uh, between, between the two. And uh, so we, we, we knew going into it or we felt strongly that the bare metal server was going to outperform. Um, it's a single-tenant environment. And so, again, you have every ounce of performance that that server has available to you. So we took a look at um, the performance benchmarks, and one of the things that stood out to us was relative standard deviation. And what we wanted to see was what does the consistency of performance look like on bare metal servers as well as the public virtualized cloud? And what we what we found with the bare metal server is that relative standard deviation was very low, which means that you had a, a pretty uh, tight Um, high to low point um, from a performance standpoint, which gave uh, strong consistency. So not only were you getting high performance, but you were getting extremely consistent performance. So you didn't have swings uh, where you might have uh, noticeable slowdowns in an application. On the public virtualized cloud, that relative standard deviation was extremely high. Um, The swings from high performance to what we could really equate to low performance could be pretty substantial at times to the point where you would see uh, degradation in performance of your application or your service that that, uh, you provide. And so as we talk about the benefits of big data solutions running on on bare metal servers, um, you know, those are really the two key points that we hit. Performance, you're going to get better performance, but also you're going to get better um, consistency, which can be as important from an end user experience standpoint as ultimate uh, performance could be.
0: I want to relate to... Points that I have on that too. So one, I hear a lot of people that are using public clouds that complain about the consistency of performance. So customers are becoming really aware of that and sometimes kind of getting burned by that, not, not feeling like they're able to achieve the, the performance objectives that, that they need and want. And then the other one is I've re, I recently did some research on public, private and hybrid clouds. And one of the questions I asked was, well, what's, what's important to you in uh, a public cloud? And performance was really pretty high up there. Interestingly, I, I did go ahead and ask them, well, what about consistency of performance? And it was just a little bit higher, actually. Now, it wasn't a statistical difference significantly, but, um, the results was that it was higher. So I think people are becoming more and more aware of that. So it's, it's good to hear that, um, that there's some options out there for them to, get the better consistency and performance that they'd like to have. Um, let's see, may, maybe another question for you. I think you've done some work, well, no, you described, I guess, already some work you've done around MongoDB. Any other big data solutions that you guys are thinking about offering?
1: Yeah, so as we talk to our customers, um, it, it was really interesting for us to see that you know a lot of our top customers, while not necessarily calling out that they're doing big data, they're running what we equate to big data solutions. So we have very large deployments of Hadoop and of Cassandra and uh, and Mongo in our environments. And so MongoDB from, with 10-gen was really probably our first offering. And right now we're kind of surveying the landscape. We're seeing what our customers are asking for and, and seeing what's kind of going on in the industry. So. We've actively researched and taken a look at Hadoop solutions. We've looked at, um, you know, React from Basho. We've looked at Cassandra. And um, so nothing definitive at this point, but um, we're, we're definitely aware of um, most of the major players in the big data space. And really the key for us is talking to our customers and understanding what they would like to see from us in that space. And and what's great for with us is, is learning from our customers. Uh, as I mentioned, we have customers that have, um, you know, Hadoop deployments that are hundreds of servers. And so we get to learn, you know, what the strengths of it are and and what they would like to see improved from a, from a product experience standpoint. And so that's kind of the phase we're in right now is, uh, is a lot of learning. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll put that learning uh, into
0: some product development. Well, Mark, thanks so much for taking the time today. That was really informative.
1: All right. Thank you.